Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. I am your host, Coach Steve. Make sure before we get started today that you hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe as well while you're there. Uh, It really helps grow the show. It helps everything out, you know, that algorithm that we just don't quite understand. Uh, So please go do that for me. And if you're listening to this in audio form, uh, it can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast. Make sure you follow it there, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. It really does help out the show. I appreciate everybody watching or listening. We're going to talk today the Illinois post game versus Rutgers. Illinois men's basketball played against Rutgers. Well, I don't know if they played. They showed up. Well, their bodies were there. Mentally, they weren't there. Uh, the way they played, you would... Man, maybe a JV team would beat them, maybe, not sure, who knows. So we're going to talk about that today, right before we start there. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the blogs, podcast shows, all the media there. 
Uh, there's stuff there for everybody, even outside of sports. So go check that out again. That is bellyupsports.com. And this podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and is back to the basics, books, and drills. All you football coaches out there that are going to start your spring ball or maybe you're getting ready to have your off-season meetings still to figure out your summer stuff and what you're going to do. Well, we always want to be simple. So Coach Stone had that idea, and that's where he came up with Back to the Basics. It's just a bunch of different books he has on drills from offense to defense to special teams, how to throw a ball, how to catch a ball, different stuff. His very first book was over 500 pages, and it is just snowballed from there. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and click on the Back to the Basics book manuals, drill manuals, um, You'll never have to look up another drill again, I promise. Uh, Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. So, Illinois had to travel to New Jersey to play the Rucker Knights, the Scarlet Knights, whatever the hell their mascots are, the Scarlet Knights. Illinois traveled. They came in at number 12 in the nation, up from number 13. I believe they came in still number one in the conference. They were sitting at 11 and 3 in the conference, 18 and 6 overall. Um, they were, you know, everybody is rooting for Rutgers, like Purdue was rooting for Rutgers when they came in because they want to win the regular season Big Ten Conference Championship. Uh, so Illinois was, you know, at number one. And Illinois was there, and just, you know, who knows how long this episode will be. Illinois walked in the building. Illinois was on the court. Illinois sometimes dribbled the ball. Illinois sometimes shot, made a basket. They sometimes played defense. Let's just say Illinois was... Uh, I don't even know if they were physically there. I guess technically, physically, they were there. Mentally, they were somewhere else. But I don't... You know... Uh, Rutgers came away with the win. Let's just get that out of the way. They got away with the win. Um, you know, 70 to 59, and it wasn't even that close. You know, it wasn't even that close. Illinois was down, I believe, 60 to 39 to 38, 62 39 at one point. Now, Illinois battled back, so we're going to be all over the place here because it was bad. It was real bad. And that's all we can say. And that's why this might be. This is not going to be my shortest podcast episode ever, maybe, but it's going to be pretty, pretty, it does, I mean, Illinois showed up to the building, but decided not to play. Rutgers has beaten ranked teams all year. They have fought and clawed their way to make a push into the NCAA tournament, and the type of teams Rutgers have beat they are probably going to make the NCAA tournament, especially if they keep winning and they maybe win a game or so in the Big Ten. Now, Rutgers played Illinois earlier this year and Illinois won 86-51. to This time, Rutgers said, no, no, no. And now they are 1.5 games back from first place in the Big Ten. They sit at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5th place. They are now 10 and 5 in the conference, 16 and 9 overall. Like they are they're ready to play. I mean, then earlier in the year they lost to number when Purdue was number 1, they lost to him by 2. So that so that lost to Illinois I think woke them up. Now they lost to Seton Hall and then 
Then they started getting a little roll. They beat Michigan. They beat Nebraska pretty good. Um, then this past few weeks is when Rucker said, screw it, We've, we're going to play as hard as we can. No one expects anything out of us. They're going to overlook us, and we're going to play. They beat number 13-ranked Michigan State, 84-63. to Then they beat number 16, Ohio State, 66-64. to Then they beat number 14-ranked Wisconsin, 73-65. to So if Illinois came into this game looking them over, there's a problem. Brad Underwood overlooks nobody. If these players thought that they have been playing well enough to overlook Rutgers, they are sadly mistaken. And right now we'd be lucky to win win out the rest of the season the way they played last night. And the way they played last night, we'd be lucky to get the fifth seed. And if we do get the fifth seed, like my friend Coach West, who has been on this podcast multiple times, texted me and said, we might maybe get a fifth seed, but then we'll lose to the 12th seed. We'll lose in the first round because of the way we played last night. So this is why I didn't do the podcast right immediately after the game because I had to sleep on it. It was really bad up until like five, six minutes left in the game. But it was real bad. Very bad. Rutgers came in and said, screw everybody. We're going to play as tough as we can. And I've said this so many times, and I'm getting tired of saying it. Confidence means a lot. Not confident in that the play is going to be around right or anything. Just confidence that you could do anything right. Rutgers was making shots that Illinois could make, but Illinois wasn't making. They were hitting post-move shots. They were hitting jump shots in the lane. They were hitting threes. They were hitting hook shots. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook shots. And, and they were hitting... Magic Johnson, just everything was going in. I've said this so many times, and this is not a big podcast. If this was Pat McAfee's show type audience, I wish it was. Everybody could listen. In basketball, when a team is confident, every shot will go in. Every loose ball will go to that team with confidence. Everything will go their way. Everything. Fouls, uh, the turnover battle, rebounding will go to that team. That basket will turn into a pool. How big of a pool? Just picture a pool, and that's how big it is, and you're shooting a tennis ball into it. That's what happens when a team gets confident and Rutgers has all the confidence. Illinois showed no interest in being there. None. Zero. And the thing that boggles my mind is Brad Underwood did not allow... See, people are going to blame Brad Underwood and he as a coach is going to take the blame. But at the end of the day, you sometimes you're not going to get the player to change their mind. It's not like we've been playing... Didn't play phenomenal... Up until this point. Now, we did beat Michigan State, but we beat them by one. Then it was a close game against Northwestern. And then Wisconsin looked very good. Indiana started off rough. Then we turned into Illinois. Then Purdue, for the second time, we played well in the first half. In the second half, just took a big old crap on the bed. Then Northwestern again. We looked pretty good, but then we allowed them to come back. So I've said this before. There was no... We're taking a step closer, not quite to the panic button, but the worry button. Well, right now, our hands, that meme where we're pressing, should we be worried or panic? 
We are now holding our hands over the button after last night. We should be a little bit concerned now. Now, not that that we don't have the talent. We have the talent to make an Elite Eight run, Final Four, win the regular Big Ten season, even though, yeah, you know, it kind of means something in a way it kind of doesn't. But we also can win the Big Ten tournament. We have that type of talent. But here's where the problem comes. Elite teams that do that will have games that are eh. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to lose. Like, they talked about the last time Illinois won the regular season Big Ten was back in the 2004 time where we had D. Brown, Darren Williams, James Augustine, you know, Luther Head, that great Illinois team, and they even said one of the best passing teams we've seen because they could go down to the post, but then guys would move around and they get shots, they drive and kick when they're collapsed, all that stuff. That's the last time they did it. Even that team lost to an Ohio State in the regular season. You know, like, you're going to have some games. Teams are just too good now, transfers and all that. Just too good, you know. And, like, in our conference right now, you have, like, Purdue. Now you lose to Maryland, which you shouldn't have. But it's going to happen. It's just the nature of college basketball. You're going to lose just a handful of games that maybe you don't necessarily are supposed to lose. But, you know, sometimes shots just aren't going to go in. Other teams are just going to get really hot. You're going to have a turnover here and there. Something's going to happen. So the days of maybe going completely undefeated, only losing a game or two, there's some teams that are still going to do that. But it's okay if you lose a couple. You're still going to be ranked. You're still going to do all that stuff just the day and age. Back then, you lost a game. It's like, oh, my God, we're not going to get the first seed. Oh, my God, we lost two games and we don't get the first seed. You know, Now you lose some games. Oh, we still might get a one seed. You still have a chance to win your conference. So all that stuff. So, it, And again, as a coach, we are okay with losing. We're not okay with losing, but we can handle it depending on how we lose. So last night, if Illinois was hitting shots, they weren't turning the ball over, they were actually rebounding, and we lost by four. Now, people are going to say, well, it's Rutgers. Well, look at who they've beat. So it's not necessarily shocking, and it's on the road. And they're playing free. Nothing bothers Rutgers now. When they're confident and things are going, that's what's going to happen. We can handle losing. They lose on a last second because if you're playing defense and they're hitting tough shots, you have to look at the film, and that's why film most of the time is better than numbers because you look at the numbers and say, oh, my God, they played really bad. But if you watch the film, oh, they did this. You look at the numbers, Illinois played bad. You watch the film, Illinois played bad. So when that happens, this is this, this is bad, how they played. And Brad Underwood said he questioned, like, toughness and questioned all of that. So he's got it. They've got to come up with something to say to this team to flip a switch because before we even talk even more about that, look at their schedule. Okay, today... They've got two more days, so whatever it is, Saturday. Saturday, they're going to have to play Michigan State, who's number 19. Michigan State at Michigan State. Then they got to play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Iowa. They, the way they played last night, if they show up and do that, they will lose by 20 to all of these teams, even Penn State, who Penn State is 5-9 and nine in the conference and 10-2 and overall, six games back. They will. They have the capability of losing every single game. 
Now, I know it sounds like I'm hitting the panic button, and I'm not. It all depends on how they come out against Michigan State. If the Michigan State game goes exactly like this Rutgers game, we won't win another game. We won't win another game the rest of the season. If we do, it would be Penn State. Probably, depending on who we play first, may not win the first game of the Big Ten tournament. We'll get ranked lower. We'll have to play a very, very good team in the first round, then celebrate tournament, and lose. And the frustrating part is, I know people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. The frustrating part is this is not a team that's not supposed to be winning. They are. We're getting to that level now, and we need to be there. Brad Underwood's getting the team to the level of we are expected to win. We are in this point now where we were right before COVID, we made we became good, and we were going to make it to the NCAA tournament at the end. And then COVID hit. Well, then last year, uh, win the Big Ten. Now it's a point where you have to battle to win the Big Ten. You got to get to the NCAA tournament and do well. This is not a fire Brad Underwood situation. This guy needs to stay here as long as he wants, unless we start only winning six games again. Like that would be a problem. You need to keep him. Think good things are happening. He's recruiting well, but the way they played last night was bad. Now, do we hit the panic button? No, not yet. They play this way against Michigan State and Ohio State. Yeah, then we could start. Okay, what's going on? Let's hit the panic button a little bit. And I've said this before about Illinois. Illinois shoots that three pretty well when they're on. When they're on and they're shooting well, it's on. But then they fall into that Orlando Magic. Anybody remember watching the Orlando Magic mid-2000s, near the end of the 2000s? Especially that team that went to the finals and lost to the Lakers and Kobe Bryant. They lived and died by that three, and they lived by it a lot. They they survived a lot off that three. But then when it's not going in, they die by it. Even though they have Dwight Howard in the middle, they died by it. What concerned me about this Illinois team, and again, this is outside looking in. I am not in practice. I do not have all the extensive film on the teams they're going to play. I don't sit there and game plan. If I got paid to get all the film of basketball or college football and break down those guys, I, I, that'd be a dream. But I don't. I tried. I watch it on TV. I'll sometimes try to find highlights. I don't have the time. I coach football. I coach basketball. I might be getting a baseball job, so I'm just going to be busy. I don't have that type of time. I don't have the resources. So from the outside looking in, I go by what I see. Illinois could have came in with a completely different game plan than what they were putting in August. Rutgers might have done something different. We don't know. We don't know. We're not in those rooms. So from the outside looking in and try to bring some of my basketball knowledge, the little that I have from coaching into this, what I said could hurt Illinois is when they give the ball to Kofi and we stand there. When it's one-on-one and they don't double Kofi, I kind of get it where they're going to stand there because it's one-on-one. He should be able to beat the guy one-on-one, and you just have to live with if he misses the shot. Now, when you get the ball to Kofi and it's two, and it, they double-team him or triple-team him, it's hard for him to see and turn and pass the ball because guess what? If they trap from the backside, they're going to flood the corner. They're going to have a guy on the corner. He can't pass it there. They're going to have a guy, it's like a run and jump. Have a guy on the wing. Can't pass it there. The only pass is when he's going to try to turn around and make a diagonal pass or to the other corner because we're standing there waiting for the three because we have fallen in love with that three-pointer, which when we make them, we're on, and it's great. But I've said this. When that ball, 
When we don't shoot the three well, what are we going to fall back on when they continue to double Kofi? We stand there and watch. And I, I, I'm i not guaranteeing this, but Brad Underwood wants to run motion stuff. They wants to be moving, so I bet he hates that sometimes. Now when you steal the ball, you get a rebound, you're out and you go. It's one thing to get to a spot and sit there and you're ready to shoot because you're trying to drive in the lane and it collapse, kick out, shoot. Okay, We did that a couple times last night and they just weren't falling. Sometimes it's not going to fall. When you take a wide open shot and it doesn't fall, your feet are ready, you're releasing the ball at the highest point, you're not pushing or anything like that and it just doesn't go in, doesn't go in. You have to live with that in basketball as a coach. You got to live with that in basketball as a player. That's just what happens. Nothing wrong with that. You did the right thing. You stole the ball or you got the defensive rebound. You outlet it. You drove down the middle. You got him to collapse into the middle. You kicked it out because you didn't have the layup. And it just doesn't go in. That's just a part of it. You can't be mad or panicked at that. It's just sometimes you're too open. But I've said that a million times, and this is what's going to bite them in the butt later on. So if Kofi's not on and we're standing there watching, now, what are they supposed to be doing? Well, you can go set a screen. You can just go replace, and they're moving. They get their eyes moving. Um, cut to the lane to help Kofi get that pass because it's so hard as a post when you're a double team to turn into the double team and try to skip past it when the ball's over your head, bad things happen. That type of stuff. And you saw that last night. We settled for contested threes and missed them. Some of the stuff... Now, Kofi ended with 20 points, which was good. He had good dunks in the second half and everything. But if shots aren't going in for him, what are we going to do... We're going to try to go one-on-one dribble, pull up, contested, and miss. And then we're not going to rebound either. That's the other concerning part. When Illinois doesn't win the rebounding battle, they are in a position to lose the game. Now, that's with every team, but some teams more often than uh, more than others. So that was very concerning. Another very concerning thing is keeping them out of the lane on defense. We couldn't keep them out of the lane. And then they come out in the second half. They come out in that zone. We hit a shot. Great. Cool. Then they went back to man. We started to turn the ball over. Uh, Corbello tried to do what he could, but there was times he turned the ball over and did stupid things. Uh, it all goes on Trent Frazier, which, yes, he's our leader, but sometimes he expends so much energy on defense that we need somebody else to step up on offense. And then our bench really didn't provide a lot. We have to have guys on the bench provide something. Okay, Melendez was our highest score off the bench with 10, which is cool. Kofi ended up with 20 points. He did get his 10 rebounds, but he had no assists either. So that tells me we're not getting open for Kofi. Or maybe he's forcing up shots. I don't know. He was 8 of 14. But again, sometimes you have to go through him. Free throws. 9 of 16, not good. That's 56.3%. Okay, that's bad. You need to hit 7 of those. If you hit 7 more of those, you only miss 1. Eh, maybe I'll give you the benefit of that. You hit 13 of those, so now you add 4 points. Now it's 63 to 70. Now I'm not saying we, you know, I'm not saying that's a loss, but that puts you in a position. Trent Frazier was the second leading score with 11. So let's look at... Rutgers, Harper Jr. had 16. I can't pronounce his name. Omari, 15. Mulcahy, 13. McConnell, 11. Baker, 7. Those are their starters. Illinois needs, like, Williams had 0. 
Plummer, who's a guy that's starting to score, had four. Grandison, five. Corbello, two. Not good. Three points. We were six of 23, so we shot the ball 23 times from three. Rutgers only shot it 15 times. They focused on getting the ball inside underneath the three-point. They were they shot 47.5%. We shot 37%. And then we chose just not to rebound. They had 46 rebounds. We had 28 the energy wasn't there. There was no pressure. There was no dropping of the nuts and saying, you're not getting in the lane and this is my freaking rebound. That was the issue. Now, is it hard to do this night in and night out? Yes. But the way you watch it, and that's why film is so important, the way you watch it is just not, just, it, it's hard. It's hard to sit there and say we shouldn't be worried right now. Depending on how we come out and play Saturday. I mean, this could be the game where Illinois goes, screw, you know, we can't do this no more. And they come out Saturday and they're back to what they do and everything will be fine. This podcast is just going to be a bunch of nonsense um, and everything else. Also, if you guys could go check uh, the No One Asked Us podcast, my friend Logan and his friend Craig, they do a live stream and do a podcast. They talk a lot of Illinois sports. Make sure you guys go there and watch that and check on Craig for me because, uh, if you watch the live stream, he was having a hard time, like we all were. But he, his reactions and his body language is what we were all doing at home. It's just his is on record. But, man, go check on him. Make sure he's okay. Before we wrap up even more, I have to take this short little time to tell you. Um, football coaches, if I still have your ear, um, you know, we're coming up on spring and summer. And thinking back to your, all the previous seasons, um, are the big guys in the trenches for you? Are they getting their helmets scraped up? Are they taking a lot of hits? Because, I mean, being an offensive line and defensive line is the best position because you're constantly hitting every single play. It's fun. But, I mean, that's a lot of hitting. Um, so there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows those guys are taking each and every week. It's Guardian Caps from Guardian Sports. Um, it's worn by f- over five NFL teams and 200-plus colleges like Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Penn State. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. And I'm here to help you guys save a little bit of money if you're thinking about getting it. Um, if you go to Guardian Sports um, slash Guardian dash caps, or just click the link in the description below, uh, use the code 15 off. It's going to save you 15% off your order. So if you just want to buy a handful of them, it's going to save you money. You want to buy bulk, it's going to save you money. Um, I'm all about saving you money. I know about re- um, fundraising. I know about. Uh, budgets and all that for some high school programs. And I'm just here to help you save money. You buy some now, give it to some of your linemen, then you buy some the following year. Or maybe the kids want to buy them themselves and they have the money. I know how sometimes that goes. So again, guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. Use the code 15 off, save 50% off your order. Um, it's going to reduce the um, blows they take by 20 to 33%, which is huge. So go do that. Uh, and it will also help the scraping of the helmet when you send it to be reconditioned. It will help all of that. It's going to do a lot. So go do that for me. Thank you, Guardian Sports and Guardian Caps, for sponsoring the podcast. So it's time to worry a little bit if you're an Illinois fan because of our expectations. Our expectation was 
winning the regular season Big Ten title, yeah, it's cool, you know, and I've talked about Michigan thought they won the whole thing. I hope if Illinois were to win the regular Big Ten season, they don't hoopla on this. Now, yeah, that'd be cool, but at the same time, you've got to win the regular, you got to win the Big Ten tournament. And that's where the debate becomes, well, I won the regular season, but then you have this tournament, so who really won? And that's the whole debate I got in with Michigan about it in, in last year. That's a part of the list, but if they don't win the regular season Big Ten, okay, they have a chance to win the Big Ten in the tournament. But one of the things here is because of the expectation. And we want this expectation. We're hoping to get to that spot in football here with Coach Bielema. Because as Illinois fans, no offense to Illinois football, there's points where we've won games in basketball. So I don't know if we're a basketball school necessarily. I guess we are a little bit, but we've we've... If you want to look at overall, maybe we've done a little bit better in basketball. Um, that team in 2004 really set the tone, and then we just haven't really. The following year, we kind of did because you had D. Brown back and James Augustine back. You had some of those guys back. You know, we had lost a lot from that team. You know, they went on to the NBA and on to other things. And then we had some decent teams throughout the time. We just didn't win the Big Ten. Some didn't make the tournament. We just have expectations we have Brad Underwood wants these expectations and last night we didn't get those um you know then we saw glimpses of it you know I think it was like five minutes left or something we started to go on a little bit of a tear and we saw good things we were hitting shots Kofi was doing his thing we were moving and I was like my god if we would have done that from the very very beginning good things would have happened you know, if you look score by score, it was 60 to 39. And then we, then, you know, it was 60 to 39 at five minutes and 43 seconds. And then we cut it all the way to, I think we got to within nine at one point. So then you go at a minute 45, it was 66 to 57. But from the longest time, they only had 60 points. So at the five minute and 43 second mark, Rutgers didn't score again until five minutes and two seconds. So for that 45 seconds, we went on a little bit. We got up to 44. Um, and we started to do good things. But again, when you're down that much and with that much, only that little of time, it's hard to come back. I didn't know if Illinois was going to be able to come back. But Rutgers started missing shots. They started to turn it over. But then we started to foul. And then I know at least one, but it was probably a couple. We didn't get the rebound on the um, free throw. When they were shooting the free throw, and as a coach, that just keeps you up at night when you have the position to pinch the guy or you're boxing out because you're in a better position to box them out and you don't get the rebound on the free throw. That's so – that I can't – it's so hard to that to fathom that you allow that to happen, especially when you're a college team. And we just – you know, so there was that from that five-minute mark to like the man-and-a-half mark maybe we saw Illinois. We saw what they could do. We were getting some of the rebounds. Rutgers was turning it over. They were getting rushed. They didn't hit the shots. And we started to hit some shots. We started to get in the lane and layups. But you can't do that for three minutes or whatever it was. You have to do that from the very, like the tip off. So we saw how bad Illinois can be. And then we had glimpses of how good Illinois can be. But Rutgers is going to probably make the tournament because of these teams they have beaten. And then, you know, they've looking at their schedule. Now they got to play Purdue. They play them on the 20th. 
if Rutgers beats Purdue, maybe you don't feel as bad, but I don't see Purdue letting that happen. But Rutgers is hot. So Rutgers has a meat grinder too. Purdue, Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State. So if Rutgers wins two or three of these, they're going to make the tournament probably. And especially if they win a Big Ten game, they're going to. So right now, Illinois fans, we need to be a little worried. But we just have to wait and see how the Michigan State game goes. If we show up and we play like we did in that for that four minute, three minute stretch, okay. You know, we could beat Michigan State. And then we have to be okay with take a deep breath. But there was no intensity either, and that's the thing. We Illinois, no offense. We're a good team. We're an Elite Eight team. Mm, if we play at our absolute maximum, like in general, our maximum power, we'll make the final four. It'll be tough. But we could do it depending on how everything sets up. But it's possible. But we can't afford to not play with intensity. Even if shots aren't going, we can't just, oh, well, they're not going. We're done. You ha- We have to play with intensity. We have to play physical. Always tell the high school kids, and again, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir. They're college coaches or college players. They don't need to hear that from me. Is... Okay, your shot's not going. What else can I do to help this team win? If my shot is not going well, I'm going to get somebody else open. I'm going to make a better pass. I'm going to go rebound then. And then I'll come back and take a shot and, and, and try to get it going. Okay. Uh, my post moves aren't going in. So what can I do? Well, I'm going to get somebody else. i like, there's just something. Man, I'm just not getting the rebound today. I'm getting double teamed here. I'm doing everything. I'm not getting the rebound. Well, I'm going to go do this. So when something's not going right, there's other parts of basketball that you need to go focus on and do well. In Illinois, just last night when things weren't going well, they were like, well, just all not going well. Does this define their season right now? Because it kind of seems like we're doing that. No, but we're a good team. We've lost to teams we shouldn't have. Um, We've lost to really good teams that we probably could have beaten as well. But when we're not rebounding, that's very worrisome. That's almost more worrisome than the three because when you're not hitting the three, I'm sure Brad Underwood is like, you've got to do this other offensive stuff that I've said. That's fine. But rebounding pisses him off. Guaranteed. He wants defense. He wants rebounds. That is very concerning. So Illinois fans, we do have the right here to worry. Don't panic yet. Do not hit that panic button. I know it's there. It's the We've got the worry or we're okay button, whichever button you have at home, and then we have the panic button. Don't hit that panic button yet. Now, depending on what happens with Michigan State, then we might hit it. Right now, we're starting to sweat a little bit. Like, okay, we're sweating. You know, things aren't going right. Don't hit that panic button. Stay with us. Stay with me here. But that game to end this was disgusting. It makes us sick. I'm sure Brad Underwood did not sleep. I'm sure Trent Frazier did not sleep. Um, I had to sleep on it because if I would have recorded immediately after, I give praise to Logan and Craig that did. I would have been cursing. I would have been saying this because it was disgusting. I had to sleep on it and really think about it and look at the schedule and think back to other games and allow it to go through. Um, I'm just a different breed than Logan and them. I would have come on here and be like, F this, F that, you know, whatever this is that. I had to sleep on it. So don't hit that panic button, Illinois fans. Let's stay with it. Um, so that will wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Again, make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button. Um, the podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please follow it, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment, and I'll try to find the comment. Come on, comment. Be a part of it. Let's go. Let's be a part of this Coach Steve show. Check out all the weekly episodes. Check out everything. Um, thank you guys so much. This is Coach Steve, another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. And like Illinois, in New Jersey, we are 
flying out of here as quickly as we can. Thank you guys so much. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.